0: Where did we leave off last time? We left off with Plasma Workspace. This contains a bunch of different applications, a couple of which uh, I got very excited about, and and then I realized that all the others were just sort of boring, plain applications. So we'll we'll go through them all, but probably not as as much in detail about K Font View and Clipper and K Runner and the things that that made me very happy to see in the list not not that these other ones are bad they're just not quite as exciting as i as i'd kind of thought so ksm server that's the kde session management server this is the uh, entity that runs uh, sort of to be aware of the fact that you're in a a desktop session this is one of the things that helps you uh, presumably uh, restore a session um, although I don't know how much of that burden is actually on some other component, but certainly this uh, will get you out of your desktop. For instance, uh, when you go to the K menu and click the shutdown or restart or log out buttons, the the screen that sort of comes up to to confirm that you want out that's KSM K- KSM server. You could see that for yourself whenever you want uh by invoking k s m server through QDBus, which is one of the i think we've talked about that before it's one of the interfaces the the cute uh dbus uh interface so QDBus, org.kde.ksmserver, dot server space slash k s m server that's k s m s all capitals and then lowercase e r v e r space org dot ms again all capital and then lowercase erver capital i interface dot logout dash uh i think these are all dummy options i think dash one or you know negative one negative one negative one so dash one space dash one space dash one press that and you will see the logout confirmation button uh, um screen rather that's ksm server not not a whole lot more to say about that i don't think so but i i guess to clarify, this is not SDDM, the session manager. This is KSM server, the component that that is aware of the session for the KDE framework. All right. Next up is k qml. Don't type this in and press return. It will it will take over your screen. Just warning you. Uh, k splash qml. You want to run probably with dash dash window. The dash dash window option. That'll help. But it is a a, a test uh, platform or a test window, really, to to see a K splash screen. The K splash screen is the the theme and the arrangement of buttons and everything when you're logging into... wait, is it? Is it when you're logging? Yeah, when you no. Is it logging in or is it the animation that plays while you're logging in? I don't remember which is which. I, one of those two, though. It's either the login screen, which now that I'm thinking, now that I'm saying that out loud, I think that might be something call it something different um or it's the little animation that plays after you've logged in or maybe those are both the same thing now that i'm thinking about it i actually don't remember either way this is a screen this is a window a dedicated window that lets you test that that, that theme that you've created without having to log out and then you know, if you like go in, change your theme, log out, look at it, log back in, and, and potentially if you've done a theme poorly enough, if you've done it wrong enough, then it could be really bad because you would try to log back in to fix it and you don't have any way to do that. I mean, as a Slackware user, that's not the worst thing in the world. You could just go to a text console, log into a KDE session at a plasma desktop session as root user, and then reset the splash screen and so on so i mean you could get around it just by not using a session manager but and in fact i guess you could even just launch sddm uh as root and then well, no, that would be the... Pr- anyway, you, you can get around it, but it, it certainly is more convenient to just just have k-splash-qml-window. Uh, dash, dash that opens it up. Uh, the argument that you'd want to pass to make this useful is the theme that you want t- to test. Otherwise, you'd get a black screen, which is why I said don't type... Don't just type it in, because that will take over your screen. You will think you will think you've lost your desktop or something, and you, you haven't. You can switch to a text console, log in, kill that process, pgrep k splash qml, or just kill all k splash qml, and you, you, you'll you'll be fine. But it, it is kind of um, annoying if if you don't know about it. But, I mean, that's a, a great little test application, obviously very useful for people developing themes, I'm sure. All right, next up is Plasma Apply Color Scheme. This is a tool that allows you to set the color scheme for your current session without accidentally setting it to one that's not available or that's already set. So it is a, um, what do they call it? idempotent uh idempotent um command i don't know uh anyway the, the way that you use it is plasma dash apply dash color uh, color theme no color scheme sorry and then the name of the color scheme that you want to change your session to this isn't a whole lot different than going to the system settings and applying a color scheme and so on and in the previous episode, you may recall we saw a couple of things, uh, or one thing, I guess, K color scheme editor that allows you to edit the color scheme. So the color scheme, again, those are the the highlighting, uh, the the color of your font, the the color of the background of your window, the color of the panels of your window, the the colors of the buttons when some when text is highlighted, and so on. That's Plasma apply color scheme, and there's a bunch of others. There's Plasma apply color theme. Plasma apply desktop theme. Plasma apply look and feel. Plasma apply wallpaper image. Plasma... Uh, you thought I was gonna say apply. Nope, we're on to something different now. Plasma dash interactive console. This, as it turns out, is a hidden gem. This is really, really cool, and... I think if I had more of a cause to actually need it. I think it would, it would be just afternoons and afternoons could be spent in this little application. And even if it's the application that doesn't uh, seem all that useful immediately, the, the, the knowledge of, of the power hidden behind all of this is is very exciting. So what this interactive console is, it'll launch a, a simple window. Uh, top half is a standard K part uh, kate part, editing window it's 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 that text editor that we see in k in the plasma desktop we see it in k we see it in kate we see it in uh, k develop all over the place it's here as well so you got that at the top on the bottom you just have output. It's a log uh, console output. Very unassuming application so far. There are two but well there are a couple buttons along the top toolbar there but there's Plasma and Kwin. You want to be on Plasma initially um, and what this does is this allows you to write JavaScript to hook into Plasma very very directly. I mean you can restructure your entire desktop. You can add panels add widgets to those panels. You can create your entire sort of your own look and feel for your Plasma desktop entirely on your own. Now, the barrier to entry here is you need to know JavaScript. You need to know how to find what JavaScript classes and methods are available within Plasma for you to script. That sometimes is the hard part. That's the hardest part sometimes because it's just Where are those listed? How do you find those out? There's no help menu in this application, so you're kind of on your own. You just need to go to the internet, you do a search, to figure it all out. Except, of course, you don't. I've done the research. I have the link. I'll include it in show show notes. It is develop.kde.org slash docs slash plasma slash scripting slash API. But you don't have to go straight to the API documentation. There are quite a few tutorials online. Uh, the first First one I started with seemed promising and it and it it, it is promising you can try it. Um, I ran into some incompatibility issues but I wasn't trying it on my main system I was trying it on a virtual uh, machine that just happened to be Mandriva Open Mandriva and uh, it, it it I think it probably has advanced or maybe I didn't have everything installed that needed to be installed either it's advanced too far for this tutorial to have worked for it you know compatibility or i just didn't have everything installed and i didn't go to the trouble but anyway there's this this tutorial i'll, I'll include all these links in the show notes but there's one on kde user base wiki on how to create a unity like look and feel theme using plasma desktop scripting api which i thought was quirky and and kind of an oddball request uh But, I mean, it's great. It's neat. I mean, Unity did have kind of a look and feel, and it had that global menu, which I was referring to last time, I think it was. So there's also a section uh, within the developer.kde.org site, uh, just... Develop.kde.org slash docs slash plasma slash scripting. And it has a little bit of uh, a tutorial on how to, you know, uh, on the interface. And uh, there's a bunch of examples that they have. And there's templates and configuration keys. I don't know what that is. Um, And API documentation, as I said. So all of this stuff is is actually documented. It's a little bit buried. You have to find it, but it it isn't impossible to find. Took me a little while but not all night so yeah it's it's really cool and it's a lot of fun I mean it really is because you you can there's just a lot of power here and it is a direct connection now to be fair the interactive console isn't the the greatest like it's I don't Think you're going to be in it for very long, really? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Maybe what, maybe it's just to try a couple of things out or something. But I mean, ultimately, what you're actually going to do is create the structure of, for instance, a look and feel, a theme, um, and then you're going to apply that theme, maybe using Plasma dash apply dash look and feel um or you might you know if you go down to the path of the kwin scripting which you can also do and again that's pretty well documented develop.kde.org slash docs slash plasma slash kwin and there's a link at the bottom of that sort of introductory page to um kwin scripting api which i didn't really look a whole lot um into personally but i mean it's worth looking at and it's all javascript based so you'll be you'll probably be creating sort of the default directory structure which is your your project directory with a subdirectory of contents in which there's a code and a config and a ui directory and then outside of all that in in your project directory there's a metadata.json and you and you'll want to have everything added to that and it'll have specific requirements which are documented in the tutorials so you can step through these and literally build your own desktop like really like you can just build your own you see all of the components of your current plasma desktop you have access to those you can put them wherever you want within a look and feel package and then you can install your look and feel package and you will have your own desktop. It is that quote-unquote easy, but I mean, really, I feel like the, the barrier to entry here is not that great. I mean, yeah, okay, maybe you don't know JavaScript yet. Trust me, it's not that hard. I mean, it is if you've never coded anything in your life, which it's not the worst thing to start with either. I mean, I've, I've been to several events where people were learning to code for the first time in their lives with JavaScript. So it is not a bad language. It, it's up there along with... Python, and Lua, and, you know, those kind of introductory, quote-unquote, introductory languages. Is it as easy as Bash? Probably not. But I think, especially with the interactive console, there's a certain degree of direct input that you have access to. So you you can type in code and see it happen like it'll happen right in front of your very eyes and that's really cool i mean this is this this approaches the kind of the the goal of of taking what has proven to be really really approachable technology specifically the stuff that, that we, we use to build the internet with, and putting it in the hands of the ordinary person for everyday tasks. This is really, really cool to me. I mean, this is really, literally just one step away from saying, design your desktop in HTML and CSS. Like, it's, 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 it's very, very close. And the only reason it's not there is because neither of those two things are programming languages. HTML is markup, I don't know what CSS is, a styling engine, I guess. I don't know what that, what that counts. As. but I mean JavaScript obviously has a, a lot more sort of power behind it because it's an actual language and, and that's I, I think that's as you know that's that's a really really easy thing to hit um, and if you look at other desktops like uh, what is it awesome, I think, uses Lua as its configuration. Um, Fluxbox uses not Lua, but, you know, kind of the same structure, or maybe it is Lua. Who knows? Uh, What is it? Openbox is Lua, I think. Um, Yeah, there's there's a couple out there that that use, I mean, I'm favoring Lua, but I mean, there's there's desktops out there where you can kind of structure your own desktop just with configuration options. This is not that. It's a little bit more than that. You're going to have to do things like create variables, var uh, plasma equals, get API, version parentheses one parentheses that that doesn't create anything but that that does create a variable called plasma and then you can print parentheses plasma close parentheses execute that in your interactive console and you find out that you're running workspace scripting engine version one zero x seven b zero b c d zero close parentheses. So, you know, you'll be creating like panel equals uh, panel new uh, plasma.panel or something like that. Uh, And then you'll be putting it somewhere. And where, how do you put it somewhere? Well, it's some kind of magical incantation of positioning within the desktop. Uh, I think it's something like, I have it on my screen right now. It is location, panel.location equals top. That puts the panel that you've just created, panel equals, new plasma dot panel panel dot location equals top that places that at the top panel dot height equals grid unit times two and so on so you've got all of these you know, you've got these properties that you kind of do. You need to learn about them. You need to read about them in the documentation. You need to understand more or less what they do or at least where they go in your code. And then you can do it and see what happens. I didn't go too far down this path because I didn't want to mess up my desktop too much. Um, but I and, I, and I also am pretty happy, as I've said in previous episodes, I'm actually quite happy with the default configuration of the, of the Plasma desktop like I've I've gotten to the point where finally whatever they give me on a Linux distro is fine it's just it's fine that's what i need I just need the 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 Linux and and then I'm good to go. So I've 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 become a lot less picky about what I'm running or what I'm seeing on my desktop. I really have. Um which, you know, I mean that's an interesting place to be in your life, really. That that's that's something that's I have met people at, at jobs at previous jobs who, who who would say something like that. Like I I don't care, just give me a desktop. And I've always thought I always thought that was such a weird thing. Like why would you say that about a Linux distribution? The power of Linux is that you can change whatever you want. Like, why would you ever just settle for whatever was hand, handed to you? You know why? Because you're busy doing other stuff on Linux. And that's a great place to be. I'm not saying it's a better place to be than being than sitting all around all day moving panels around your Plasma desktop screen. Like, that's fine, too. That's a great place to be. But it's also kind of nice at, one, at some point to be in this position where you just think, you know what, this is fine. Like, the choices that someone else has made on my behalf, they completely work. Just, I I know where everything is now. I've got my, my orientation, uh, figured out and now I'm going to get to work. I'm going to open up the terminal or I'm going to open up the the IDE or the, the office suite or the, the graphics application or the music application, whatever it is, that's what I care about. And I mean, that's what we do on other Operating systems, so it it is very nice to get to that point on Linux, and that's where I am. In long story short, that's where I am lately. Uh, So I have not. I'm not probably going to pursue this realistically. Do I wish uh, I'd found this ages ago? Yeah, but I probably wasn't ready for it. You know, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to figure out JavaScript at that point. So it's probably fine. But. But It's just so cool. And I hope that someone out there listening to this is excited about this and sits down and opens up the interactive console, Plasma Dash interactive console, and delves into the JavaScript and figures it out and designs a cool new, new desktop layout for yourself. I think that's just such a cool, cool power to have. And it's really cool that it's there. I mean, this is exciting. This this is an exciting place to be. Could it get better? Yeah, probably. Like, you know, like that, 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 the two steps up that you have to take to get the JavaScript or the 20 steps up you have to get the JavaScript wherever you are, on that spectrum. It could could be reduced. It could be reduced somehow. I don't know how off the top of my head. This is like really, really close, I think, to something. I mean, to to be able to say, yes, you can design your own desktop. You do have to learn a basic scripting style programming language, but but you can do whatever you want with those components. That's really, really powerful to have uh, access to. I mean it could be it could be better, you know, it could, it could be there there's something out there that someone's going to think of to make it even easier and even even more powerful. And that's exciting to think of. This is an important milestone to be at. Okay, that's probably enough of that. There is another command here, a couple of more commands, but I mean, this particular one up next is plasma-shutdown, and I don't know what that does, honestly. You you you'd imagine that was kind of self-explanatory, and I I tried running it again in a test VM and it just doesn't do a thing. I've tried userbin-plasma-shutdown, dash I've tried it with pipe-pipe-echo-fail, I've tried it um, with sudo, without sudo, I've tried it several different ways, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't do a thing. So I'm not sure what it's meant to do, but it doesn't do anything on my system. I feel like I've used it before, but I might be thinking of Akhenadi Cuddle CTL. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's not all that exciting. Oh, I've tried it with dash dash help. I've tried it with dash help. Um, lots of different varieties and just absolutely no luck. I, I don't know why. It is very strange. Okay, so there is a Plasma Dash... No, not Plasma Dash. Oh my gosh, is that why? No, okay. I, I thought maybe I was doing it all, all all this time. Maybe I was doing plasma dash shutdown when I was supposed to be doing underscore shutdown. But no, it's it is definitely dash shutdown. Um, but underscore session plasma underscore uh, session. That is a um, that is a command in the next command, and it similarly doesn't really tell you what it is. for it says that it when i run it it says it's shutting down the running client and it it exits or or something Uh, but but that said it 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 doesn't seem i mean like everything's still functioning i still have widgets on my desktop so i still have a desktop um so i'm not a hundred percent sure what that is and and again like even if i use it with like a dash dash help it 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 actually executes, so it's ignoring the dash dash help or the dash H. Uh, There is no man page entry for it. I just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, It seems to be some some manner of, you know, session control, uh, and, and it just doesn't, it does not seem to respond to the normal... Set of options. Okay, next up is plasma underscore wait for name, and this is a this is a funny one. This this is a I mean, heck, maybe it's like a system D shim or something, or or a system D less shim because it 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 lit the purpose of it. Plasma underscore wait for name. It it just prevents your notification system, the Kate, you know, the, the the notification for your desktop, like little pop up windows that tell you of events. It keeps that that from starting before the desktop is ready. Or rather, I should say, it, it keeps notifications from being processed. So I, I don't know if technically notifications start, but like the queue isn't released uh, until there's a desktop that is ready to go. So I'm assuming wait for name is like waiting for the, I don't know, the name of the, uh, of, of that desktop session. I'm assuming, I mean, you can run it without any visible effect. I'm assuming what's happening is that it is succeeding. It, it's probably, it's finding a name. It's finding that the desktop is, is ready and then processing probably exiting. That's my assumption. I did not run it through like a debugger to see what exactly what was going on there. Okay, I think it's time for coffee. So let's go grab a cup and we'll come back. We'll finish up Plasma Workspace. We'll finish up Plasma Workspace wallpaper image or whatever it's called. And and then we'll be, I guess, done the Plasma entries into this, into this list. On to Paul Kitt, KDE agent and so on uh, probably for, for next week. Let's go get coffee. coffee it's time to continue i don't think there's really much more to say about coffee other than it's great and it inspires us to continue with plasma shell that's the next one in the list plasma shell is the plasma shell so it's um it's already running you 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 have you have a plasma shell right now. Um, you can use this though. If sh- should plasma shell go away, should you lose it for any reason, you can restart it with this plasma shell. You can also start a new instance of plasma shell with plasma shell dash dash replace. And I've just done that, and has it worked? Yes, it has worked. Okay, cool. It it <laughs> it was it was uh, an empty-ish screen other than my console for a moment, and so I thought maybe it hadn't worked. Um, I guess I should have started it with the ampersand because now my prompt is entirely gone in that window. But uh, th- that's uh, that's the. The basics of Plasma Shell, I guess. Um, Plasma Shell. Yeah, there's a QMLJS debugger, apparently, that you can enable. That seems useful for the reasons I was just talking about, how JavaScript, you've got direct access to to Plasma that way. Um, There is a no-respawn option, so don't restart the Plasma Shell after it has crashed. And there's a dash-shell-plugin, which forces a loading of a given shell plugin. And I don't know what a shell plugin is. I don't know what that that would refer to but anyway that's plasma shell so it really is it's just direct control or direct access to sort of the on and off button of the the plasma interface of of your plasma desktop which gets a little bit confusing because you think well is it plasma or is it is it um is it plasma or is it kwin and they are they can be hard to to distinguish sometimes because you think you think they're the same thing but actually they're not plasma are is the widget set uh and k win is the thing keeping those widgets in place essentially that's that's roughly my understanding of it and i could i could have some details there wrong for all i know because it's um you know there's code that i haven't looked at so, it's a little bit, um, who knows. Uh, okay, next up is Plasma Windowed. This is a, uh, a, a, a plasmoid area, um, but it's in a window. How is this different from Plasmoid, what is it, Plasmoid Viewer? Plasma, what was it called? It was something, right? There was a, a, a thing, maybe it wasn't in this package, um, where you could look at, a, a, a plasmoid or a widget within its own little window. Um, don't know where that is now. So it must have not been in this package or it's got a, a name that doesn't make any logical sense. Um, but yeah, if, so if you have a plasmoid or an applet or a widget, whatever they're calling them in this in this screen, they, they call it an applet. Um, but of course it's... It, oh, it also calls it arguments to pass to the plasmoid. So it calls it both the applet and the plasmoid. Um, so if you've got one, you can cause it to launch in a window of its own, uh, which, as I said last time or the time before, whenever we were talking about plasmoids, uh, seems like a useful way to test your widget without constantly adding it and destroying it to your desktop, to and from your desktop. All right, next up is start kWayland and start plasma-Wayland and start plasma-x11. And I think that's it. Um, and and those are commands to that you probably won't really use directly. I mean, they obviously start plasma, or or rather, they start uh, K Wayland. So if you're running a, a, a Wayland graphical server, th- this would be something that something else would invoke for you to to usually uh, start plasma Wayland, start plasma X11. All, all of those, I I I don't. I mean i'm I'm sure there's a use case or they wouldn't exist, but I don't think that typically uh th- there would be um, a reason for for you and I to to use those directly. Um, now, I've just started the Plasma, Start Plasma Wayland, and it has launched a, um, sort of, in in its own little window, a new desktop. So it's a Wayland, you know, an embedded Wayland window with Plasma inside of it. It looks, for all the world, uh, like a, um like a virtual machine because it, it it looks you know it's just it's it's a window it's a desktop in there and you can click uh, am i going to lose my mouse if i do that press right control to grab input okay oh no okay so oh i have to okay um yeah so i don't know now it's now it's kind of gone away actually it's a black screen so i don't know what i what i've done but yeah so that's um start plasma dash wayland uh start plasma dash x11 i've i've already got running so it doesn't 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 do anything but um yeah that's th- those are those are ways to to test plasma out in you know the different um display engines servers that's that's the word servers uh, graphic server okay system monitor all one string this is the classic task manager i feel like we've already been here before haven't we weren't we just here a couple of episodes ago must have been a different different one but this is a graphical list it's it's top but with with in a gui that's that's what it is yeah no i think there was something similar to this but it wasn't it wasn't exactly this this is like I, i guess i can't say exactly this is really close to top um There's a search bar at the top. There's um, a little bit of a filter. You can say, show me all processes. You can show me just user processes, and it'll filter out anything that's not yours, you know, running under your UID. Uh, It shows you the memory occupied by that thing. Of course, you can sort by memory. You can sort by CPU percentage. username. if there's more than just one person there. Uh, Shared memory, window, title, download, upload, name of application. All the stuff that you would be able to do with top or htop, you know, and to some degree, something like PS or systemd, cgtop, or those kinds of applications. This is the, it's called system activity is the name of the, of the window. It, it, it looks to me like one of those KCM little modules, because I, I feel like I've seen it before. I really do. I feel like I've seen this in maybe it was Info Center. Yes, that is exactly where it was. Um, so if you go to K Info Center or Info Center, or whatever, uh, and then go to where am I? I don't know. I, I've already clicked, and I've I don't know how I've gotten to where I am. Um, oh, s- System Monitor. That that's the button, yeah. System monitor. Uh, for some reason, it's telling me that it's an external application. That's weird. That was in my my little VM that I was just I had open just to try the other stuff. Let me let me actually do this one. This is pretty non-destructive. So I'm in Slackware. Uh, this is the wrong place. System settings. I want to be in K Info Center. Here we go. There's the Info Center. Um, oh, interesting. It's not. It isn't here in the slackware one about this yeah i don't actually see it in the slackware version for some reason devices graphics and network yeah i don't have the system uh monitor here or system activity whatever but if i do a search for system uh system monitor yeah, so I guess I mean it, it must. It's an application, obviously, of it on its own. But I, I, I mean, in Mandriva, it it was available from the info center, but as an external application. And here on Slackware, it is just an external, just its own little application. So either way, I, I, I imagine this is pretty darned useful. I know people out there who are used to, uh, like Windows has like some kind of system monitor or task manager or whatever they call it, and I, I think. I mean, I know Mac did as well, but I don't. I don't remember Mac users really being familiar with it as a thing. I mean, it probably depends on the user. But I, I've heard a lot of Windows people say like, "Oh, go to Task Manager and you know, stop that process or whatever." So this, I feel, would be pretty useful. Like this would be, I imagine, a, a really useful application to find something, some runaway process. You know, a video game is frozen open your task or whatever this is called system monitor and go to processes and type into the search bar um you know super mario brothers or steam or whatever i can't think of video game names right now mechanicus um and select it and then and then kill that process. And yeah, you can just, you know, right click on it and either send it a signal. Yeah, we've been here before. Uh, Suspend, stop, kill, um, or just right click and go to end process. Pretty straightforward. I think it's an important feature to have even if like, even if you think, oh, I'm not going to ever need that. I'll just go to you know just p grep and then kill that process kill kill dash9 no problem and that's entirely you know that that's that works as well but for other people maybe uh something a little bit more familiar might be useful and that's the kind of thing that I think this really does this caters to to people who just have, Experiences different than our own. Last one in this package is XEmbed SNI proxy. embed SNI, well, XEmbed. That's a technology or a protocol. You can read the full protocol specification on FreeDesktop.org slash or rather Specifications.FreeDesktop.org slash XEmbed-Spec slash XEmbed-Spec-latest.html, and it it's defined by Matthias Etrick, who I'm pretty sure is one of the founders of KDE. Is that right? Or am I just thinking that because he's got a German-sounding name? Uh, German computer scientist, founder of KDE. No, I know my KDE, I guess. So uh, Matthias Ettrick um, at Trolltech at the time defined this protocol, and it was a... or helped define it. Owen Taylor also did at Red Hat. Um, Xembed was a protocol... To take care of t- very sort of typical X, you know, Zorg Xorg X11 um, desktop functions, including specifically in this case, um, moving uh, an icon up to the system tray. There's a lot more to it. I'm I'm just kind of simplifying for the purposes of. Of exactly what this is. But XN, uh, so yeah, SNI is functionally the new version of that protocol. It's, it's, the, it's a different protocol, it's a new thing, it's different. I didn't look too, f- too deeply into it, but it is, um, for all intents and purposes, the, the new protocol required to, for instance, put something in a system tray. X embed SNI proxy translates something that's still using X embed to SNI. Uh, it was a, a thing that was being developed. It got merged into Plasma Workspace. And now we have it on our computers, all of us now, whether we think about it or not. And we shouldn't think about it. It should never matter to us. But it is there. And, you know, sometimes if you're running something very, very old, you could imagine that it might be making a call out to X in bed, And maybe it's being translated uh, for for a modern desktop by xembed sni proxy. That's it, that's that's that package. That's everything for that package. Now, there is another uh, package by a, a similar name, and it is a plasma-workspace-wallpaper. You can imagine what this might be, and if you're imagining It's a set of wallpapers. That's exactly what it is. If you look at the listing, it's user share wallpapers. And there's a bunch of different ones. There's summer, 1am, volna, shell, ice cold, gray, flow, fallen leaf, and so on, just lots. Of, I went in reverse order because I happened to be at the end of the package list. Uh, it's just a bunch of images that ship with the Plasma desktop. It's 54 megabytes of images. So if you're if you're hard pressed for uh, disk space, get rid of that package there. Nobody needs really that much decoration on their desktop. That's my that's my honest opinion. Um, not that I don't like. Decoration on the desktop. It's just functionally, I never see my desktop. I mean, I do a little bit here and there, but I mean, do you really? You know, you so many windows, so many things, half screen, full screen, whatever. You just don't see the desktop. It's not worth it. So I'm gonna actually uh, remove that package with sudo remove pkg plasma wall uh, plasma dash workspace dash wallpaper. Plural, and now that's gone. I've just saved myself 54 megabytes of wallpapers. I don't, I don't know that I really needed the 54 megabytes today, but someday I will thank myself for that. Okay, um, I mean, I should, I should mention too. The wallpapers are amazing. Like the, the, the art in KDE and in Plasma desktop. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal, and on GNOME, and, you know, like, but yeah, beautiful, beautiful imagery, really well done, Um, but not something that I need, so I just have a plain blue background on my desktop right now, with a little Slackware logo in the right, bottom right. The Flippy Slackware logo, specifically, because I really actually quite liked that, I thought that was quite clever. That's, I think, all the packages up to, up to Plasma, uh, and that makes the next one a policy kit or polkit dash kde agent uh powerdevil pox uh, poxml um print manager yeah so we're getting there we're getting there so that'll be through the you know probably next episode through the ps maybe and q s t u w x y and z so yeah there's 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 a little bit of a representative for Practically everything, but after that we'll go on to uh, libraries, which I don't know how much I'll be able to cover because a lot of libraries are are things that you it just it has to be um you have to be using it to to sort of make it meaningful. And while I can wax and wane for an hour about lots of different things, uh, I may just try to kind of power through the library set. I've probably said that about every single set so far, but this time, really, I I really might try to just power through this because um, it's just hard to talk about this without, you know, in in a meaningful way without actually just sitting down to use it. So anyway, that's where we are. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. What happens to the children of the world?